Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role-playing games. My name is Josh, I have been your storyteller and games master for this studio production of Quest. Uh, I'm joined by the cast. I am Chris Starkey, and I play Neville Flounder, a.k.a. Night Gannett. <laughs> I'm Strat, I played the uh, wizard, Jerry Picklepants. <laughs> I am Nat, and I played Bess the Invoker. And I'm Dave, and I played Josh, the magician. And finally... Hello, I'm Matt, and I played Sir Ancelus, the High Warden of Alterwood Keep. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so guys, that was exciting and unexpected. <laughs> did we have a good time? Yeah! Yes, very. Uh, any burning questions from that mostly ad-lib campaign? <laughs> any surprises, Josh? All of it, really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to need to listen back to remember a lot of the, the crazy stuff that happened. What would have happened if we did go in the sewer after pickles? Yeah. Uh, just just a battle against a giant slime monster. That's what I had up. Yeah, and then maybe a roll to try and get the the, the, weasel, the, out. the weasel out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what other accents were you going to have, Matt? Do? <laughs> do do you want to? So I'm assuming on the different planes, he had mm-hmm. different cameos. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So just to, just to go back for you listeners, um, at the very start in episode one, the players were given the choice of three worlds to visit. There was a spooky. Grimm's fairy tale, uh, vampires and werewolves world. There was a uh, a Viking themed high seas adventure, uh, and there of course was Murawai, the uh, dinosaur pirate Merfolk island. Uh, and so for this one, Matt, you played Sir Ancelus, uh, the, the daring, the daring, the silver tongued. Uh, who were your other two characters? Had they gone elsewhere? For Velengrat, the uh, spooky vampire Grimm's fairy tales world, I would have been playing Rosie Fingers, the innkeeper. Steady <laughs> help. <laughs> <laughs> Who run, runs the town in alongside her, her husband, Golden Hugh. Yep. <laughs> Golden Hugh Fingers. <laughs> uh, which I'm tr- I, I know this is a reference. I'm trying to remember exactly what campaign uh, the Rosie Fingers and Golden Hue of Dawn uh, originated from. So this came from Mr. Chris Starkey's campaign early on uh, mm. in our D&D careers where he described uh, the morning sun breaking through the clouds as like Rosie Fingers pushing <laughs> through the clouds. Because it's based on the Iliad, thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't realise Rosie Fingers was in the Iliad. Uh, and <laughs> and Alex and I immediately jumped on that and said, "Oh, Rosie Fingers, she sounds nice." And then uh, Chris sort of went, "No, no, no, stop! Shut up! Shut up!" <laughs> no, what it does is it casts a golden hue. We're like, "Oh, golden hue, that's the husband." Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, and then he is a therapy. Of <laughs> if you'd chosen to go to Skorovic, you would have met old man Matthias, hey. a local eccentric. <laughs> Nice job. <laughs> were both of those NBCs that would betray us after we did something to Actually, help no, you picked the only one that was uh, going to be um, untruthful. Yeah. The only one showing your true colours. <laughs> <laughs> it was excellent role playing, man. It, it worked absolutely perfectly. Yeah, I'm glad we got to meet a camp chicken rather than, <laughs> <laughs> than Rosie Fingers. <laughs> I'd like to point out for the podcast listeners as well that uh, Josh has very diligently prepped envelopes that are colour-coded for each of these locations. They each have a slip of paper with all of the character details Matt needed in. Dedication. Nerd! <laughs> look, at, look at our Instagram to see some pictures of that probably. <laughs> Backstage photos. Yeah. Yes. Uh, any uh, other questions about the campaign or the campaigns we didn't How play? important was the first pirate that we came across? <laughs> 
Well, his, how, sorry, let me rephrase the question. How sad were you that we killed <laughs> His name was <laughs> Honest Jack. No. Uh, he was completely irrelevant. Had you not killed him, he would have been pounced on by the Velociraptors. He was just a red herring of, oh, we've got to fight a pirate. Oh, no, it's some cool dinosaurs instead. So, I mean, technically, yeah. still, one of them still pounced on him. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But you finished him off, Strat, so... Yeah. Were you concerned at any point, had you prepared for the eventuality just in case, we ended up just storming into the pirate enclave without being sneaky and just tried to fight all of them? Um, I don't know, honestly, I don't know how I would have managed it because the combat system and the balancing of this game I'm still getting to grips with. It's quite a simple combat system and I like that because I don't want to have to roll dice and sort of you know, overheat my brain thinking about abilities and spells and stuff. It's nice to, to roll a dice and say, yep, hits you, two damage, yep, hits you, three damage. Um, so what I would have done is probably would have rolled them as like a group, a mob, rather yeah. than rolling 200 dice. Just rolled a, you know, a mob dice to see how much damage you would have taken. Sure, sure. Uh, and had you rolled badly enough, then you would have been captured or something. I would have made it up as we went along. Yeah. Put in the cells with the small children. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <gasps> Were the small children secretly evil? <laughs> Uh, you'll never know. Oh. <laughs> we never saw them back at the town. We Clearly didn't. they were. We didn't check, mm. did we? You fools. Or we just let them walk all the way back through a jungle for however many hours. Oh no, they had Mika- um, Mikaela? Mm. Yeah, Mikaela. Yeah, 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 the scout. Uh, okay. The inept scout. And she made it back, so... Um, yeah. Josh, you said at one point uh, when we were off mic uh, that this was the scenario you'd prepped the second most for out <laughs> of the three. What was yeah. your balance? But basically, it just went in order. So I did Velengrad, did loads of writing, and then I did Murawai and did a bit, and then I got a bit tired by Skorovic, and I was like, well, I'll just do a God of War thing, so I've just finished that game. So I just made it up. But on a lot of it was copied and pasted with, with different names and accents. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I should hope so, because that's, that's a lot of prep, considering we definitely wouldn't have done two-thirds of it. Yeah. There are a lot of weasels to save, yeah. is what you were saying. Well, it was going to be a cat in Velengrad, and it was going to be maybe a lizard or something in, in, um, in the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you guys find playing Quest and playing sort of with just within a one shot where you know you know you don't have to worry about what happens next and what the consequences might be? I think for me, having not played it, getting the balance of like how much AP it's okay to spend and how much you're not going to get back, like that was completely unknown for me. So like in the first thing, I was like, I'll do a big spell and make a big dinosaur, and then the rest, I was like, oh no, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool and it was exactly. awesome and it worked. Exactly, it, it was definitely worth two doing. monsters. But yeah, it's it's not knowing the system at all. It's an interesting like very cold coming into like high level as well like mm. lots of abilities constantly like looking at my cards like what can I do mm. but they're all fun things so it's always like right I'll just pick one of these and do it yeah. <laughs> do you think you would have benefited from only having six AP like you were uh, sorry six um, cards six abilities like you would do normally would that have helped um, or was it fun to roll with the higher I think it's nicer having like the more options more options yeah because yeah. I didn't use half my stuff to be no. fair yeah. and it's difficult for the guide in quest, sort of knowing when to dole out AP, because mm. it's quite often like the the big role play moments or like the big cool flashy moments that you feel like you should be giving out AP for are things that people spent AP to do, mm. and it feels a bit like sort of making the ability free instead of rewarding role play. It's a bit yeah, yeah. interesting it's, and weird. It's tough, and I'm sitting with four excellent role players who, as standard, will be doing great role play. <laughs> so it kind of feels like I can't always give out AP. Because you guys are just good at it and like doing it. But yeah, how, how did you find uh, running with relatively low AP? Challenging when you use it all to, to stammer pirate and, <laughs> and fight some velociraptors. Um, but no, it's good. Like, it was just like, yeah. my, my guy can't really do much unless he's got AP. Well, but the strength of the system is that if you can imagine doing something, yes. 
like even if it's mm. not a thing that's on the card, mm-hmm. you, can, yes. you can still say, you know, I, I run up a wall and mm-hmm. use my momentum to drive the dagger home and just roll for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the, the amount of abilities we had, we were so focused on that. Yeah, what can I do what after this yeah. pile that you forget all mm-hmm. of the other stuff? Yeah. I guess that comes from a one-shot because you've just given like a book's worth of information about the character and how you're supposed to run it that you forget that you can just freestyle a bit. Whereas yeah. at lower level, you've got a freestyle because you can't do anything. And you've picked cool abilities and you want to use them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they were cool. Really. Also, nice. when you're just doing the standard, particularly in a battle scenario, if you're using just the standard one, you're only ever going to do like two HPs worth of damage. And when you're fighting a two-headed dinosaur the size of a building, you need that AP to <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we'd just be like, just whittling yeah. it down. Mm-hmm. But what? it was all right because it fell asleep. I mean, <laughs> MVP, that, that potion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Really you know, like you guys did, if you're up against something overwhelming and you're going like, oh, if we just basic attack this round after round, we're never going to chip all of its mm. HP away, then it, it makes you think, what else could we do? Mm. Yeah. Rather than just wailing on it. Yeah, how much HP did that yeah. last thing have? Were we even remotely close to <laughs> You got around to halfway. Okay. Oh. Um, it had reduced hit point because you messed around with the ritual with the, mm. the I wanted okay. to reward the fact that you'd yeah. done that, so I took away as if it was a rushed ritual, so it came back to life with <laughs> not quite as much cool. energy. Mm. But yeah, you, you, guys were, you guys were doing pretty well with it. It's it just it, the, the the balance. One minute you guys are so powerful, and then all I need to do is land yeah. a couple of hits, and the big things can do four damage, and then wow. everyone's like, "Oh, really, really <laughs> nervous." It's no yeah. real like whittling away. It's like we're fine. Oh fuck, we're we're not fine anymore. Yeah, the balance for me. I think the abilities I picked, I really enjoyed them. I don't know. I, I think they would come into their own more in a longer campaign than a one shot, because there's the um, what's it called, the blazing, the blazing avenger. Instantly takes six um, ability points, but lasts until you cast it again. So mm-hmm. that's a you cast as soon as you get it, and then what you don't have to spend that amount again, and it does extra stuff. Um, so I was balancing in a, a short term time where we're not going to. I mean, you were very very generous with handing them out, so that was very helpful. But it meant that in the back of my head, I was like, okay, well, I know if anyone goes down from any of the, fight, any of the fights, I have abilities to bring people back. Mm. Or I have abilities to heal myself. Mm-hmm. But I need to make sure that I've got at least two AP mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. So that suddenly made me go... <laughs> but uh, Had to balance your resources yeah. slightly. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't well, too bad, though. Luckily, nobody was particularly close to death apart from the dinosaur crush yeah. fall yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on you right at the end. One HP. <laughs> but I didn't want it to be so tough that it just felt like you guys were being chipped away. Like, it was about having fun and you guys are heroes and yeah, if you yeah. feel that things are insurmountable, then it's not as much fun, you know. Perhaps if you just kept fighting against that storm avatar at the end, then you would have had some trouble. But mm-hmm. as it worked out, bit of teamwork, bit of friendship. <laughs> That's all you needed. You mean team building? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Maybe we should do a what have we all learned type situation. <laughs> I have learned. Let's do some stars and wishes, guys, which we've done in some um, some wrap-up sessions for other seasons of Merely. Um, stars are awards you want to give to people around the table, including Matt and myself, to say, yeah, that was great, I love that. And wishes are things you wished you could have done that you'll try and do next time if we play again. Loved all the Divinity Original Sin 2 references. <laughs> yes. It's a big star from me. Thanks. I like that a lot. I get influenced by whatever video games I'm playing at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. It feels bad having this as a wish after what you just said, Josh, but I kind of wish we I kind of wish somebody had gone 
like to zero HP, mm, and then we'd see seen that kind of desperation, like mm. in a one shot in a system where people only ever have ten HP max. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see somebody get in real peril. I mean, stars to all you guys for for, for running with your role players. You <laughs> as you did, you all really really went with it and took what quite a tricky. A, a tricky brief from me where I said be boring mundane people that's quite a tough tough brief to fulfil to begin with but you really really rolled with it and then the transformation when we then went to Murawai and you're all doing cool stuff that was a really nice really nice uh, change so stars for you guys well done oh thank you Josh <laughs> stars for you bring such effort in yeah it's a lot of effort man mm. I think just like the what I like about the system just generally general star is just that it takes Quite a lot of imagination to get to get your head around, because unlike D and D, when you've got your map in front of you and you've got your little pieces and all of that, in this it's just it's just all in your own head, right? Mm. So you can mm. what I might be imagining might be completely different to what Strat's imagining, what Dave's imagining, what Nat's imagining, what Matt's everyone's imagining could be completely different in their own little way. It was very funny. <laughs> it felt very Some funny. very silly, silly moments. Yes. Lots of laughter. Every single merely season I've done that's involved Nat has ended with her in in tears of laughter. <laughs> I'm going through so many tissues recording like <laughs> trying to stealthily blow my nose and my eyes, just laughing far too much. I want to back up Josh's general role playing start with a specific one for you, Nat, for sticking with like the the people pleasing HR <laughs> character playing that to the hilt the whole way. <laughs> and sort of like finding the middle of the Venn diagram between like helpful, boring office HR manager and like party leader paladin <laughs> kind of thing. Like yeah. finding the justice and the like wanting to do the right thing of like parlaying that into the fantasy world. Just like every encounter that you had with anybody, yes. you were pulling that out. It's great. My my least favorite trope is the woman. If the woman one were in charge, the adventure would not happen. Mm. Like no one wants to be Marge Simpson when they grow up. But it, yeah, so it was that that challenge for me of like, yes, we can be that type of person, but also adventure can still happen, mm-hmm. and fun can still be had, and hijinks can still be had. And it's never really much fun role playing as like the person that's playing neutral good and like no let's go on and do this come on because it's more fun to like, ah I'm mess around and piss about where you were like no come on come on everybody it's quite exhausting I fancy yeah. do it before um, I think like stars is just the general funness of everything for everyone like everyone was just like yeah let's do whatever this is great and there was like not a lot of like oh we shouldn't do this. it was just like yeah do what we want that's fine mm-hmm. throw a potion at the person <laughs> don't worry about it yeah. um, and I think for me it's a personal wish of like knowing. If, like knowing enough of the abilities and stuff to be like I don't actually need to concentrate on this so much like I spent quite a lot of time in my own head being like right what can I do how do I do this which wasn't really necessary in the actual kind of running of the game so that was kind of a, a personal wish of like oh I could have just gone with it a lot more mm-hmm. but that's that's when you play a new game right that's yeah. mm-hmm. trying to get your head around what you can and can't do but mm-hmm. the answer is you can do whatever you want really yeah. <laughs> so it's it's quite I was aware how intimidating it was to be like here's a town off you mm-hmm. go I didn't want to railroad you guys but also I appreciate if you go too far the other way and it's like do whatever you want all you can think of is oh I want to sit on a chair you can't think of anything <laughs> like around the ghost. you're just thinking of mundane stuff I like, had too many options is, mm-hmm. is a bit much which... that's the challenge of a one shot right yeah. I can't believe how many separate quest lines you managed to do and wrap up in one yeah. go mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't all have to be like, yeah, let's just kill something. Like, you did pick a lot of the kill, kill. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I guess was... that's also, though, a benefit of the way the system is built because 
combat can be over quite quickly. Like the actual rolls that you do to see if you successfully steal the dagger from the druid are quite quick. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a D and D setting where like oh well this this is going to be at least an hour of combat now. Everybody's yeah. get ready. I don't what a combat was maybe two rounds at yeah. the yeah. most yeah. ever then. So that certainly helps. And there were there were bigger enemies that you could have fought against on different like different um, yeah. threads of quests. Mm. But obviously, one of my biggest wishes would be that we could do it for longer, so we could do all the rest of the quests. But <laughs> yeah. I see the other planes well. would be nice as well. But yeah, you can't mm. see three planes in one session. No. <laughs> no. Well, I started writing one of them, and I was like, "Oh no, let's." I, I, mean, I went too big, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's just do three, and then mix it up." And then it was up until like two days ago. And I was like, oh, "I've got two of them." <laughs> I'd um, say you could just do a, a, another series of this with another um, party from the office, yeah. but I think we might have destroyed Bureau. Whoopsie. Well, it could be like you know somebody from the same group that went at the same time, but they just went to a different. Yeah. Ah, so we can see what happened in the sewer with the weasels. <laughs> Who was Keith? Yeah. Who yeah. sorted the weasels? <laughs> Star for that, by the way. That sort of I don't know how intentional it was, Josh, that for making like the quest incorporated company a bit problematic. Mm. How much of it just sort of came out at the table, but just kind of deciding at the end that they were the big bad and we were going to destroy them. <laughs> Almost on a whim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly hadn't thought about it. In my head it was like, oh, it's something that you do, you go stag do, you do an escape room or you go and yeah. you do do whatever, you, you do bubble football or Zorbic, or you go and do some quests. And actually, when we picked this setting, and we're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's a really, really interesting thing." Like, it, it, that's I think that's what a lot of dungeon delving is like, anyway. And a lot of any setting that's outside of a generic fantasy European medieval setting, if it's written through the wrong lens, is can be seen as quite problematic. And you've got people being like, "Good, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to steal this. I'm going to murder you, and I've got lots of gold." And it's like, okay, we need to re-examine how we look at these sorts of things while still engaging with the core theme of adventure and, and exploration and all that sort of stuff. It kind of it helped that all of the NPCs were just in on it yeah. and yeah. were kind of exasperated yeah. by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't want it to be yeah, I didn't want it to be offensive or, or too like I you you guys wouldn't have gone for a situation if everybody was talking funny and referred to as savages and all the other awful, awful mm-hmm. things that come through. It's like, no, and also I like subverting expectation. I wish I'd remember. I don't think it would have made a difference, I'll be honest. So it's, it's a very minor wish that I'd remembered with my um, upskilled Warhammer. It actually did three damage instead of two. But uh, it's a small fry. <laughs> Everything could have been averted. Extra damage. In, the, in character creation, everybody came up with like a desire or a dream or a wish of mm. their character. Did, did, what did, how did everybody do on achieving those? I yeah. achieved it double. I discovered two powerful magical artifacts. Mm. I don't think I found an exciting secret, but I told the group <laughs> an, <laughs> exciting, was an exciting secret. secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to get out, and we all did, so, you know. I think staying was something mm. a bit selfish of, of best to do. And she kind of would have done it whether Knight Gannett mm. wanted to or not. <laughs> Sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. One day we're going to play a, a game where our characters do get on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> just we just seem to pick like polar opposites. <laughs> <laughs> I think a star just for the the like world building as well. Yeah. Like, it's a really great setting. The like the the, the Westworld style story, the the outside yes. story, mm. the the tripping is a really great idea. And it meant we it kind of justifies the like role playing character voices as well of like you're talking as like people, but then also as your adventurers as well. Like it's a cool. It really makes the, the world make sense. 
Lovely job. Well, with that, I guess let's wrap up. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening to this studio production of Quest. Thank you, everybody in the room, for your excellent contribution. And see you all next time. Well done, guys. This has been The Office Party, a studio production from Merely Role Players, starring Chris Starkey as Neville, Natalie Winter as Bess, Strat as Jerry, and Dave as Josh. Not to be confused with Josh Yard, who plays the supporting cast. The theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst, and the episode was edited and produced by Matt Boothman. We were playing Quest by the Adventure Guild. You can get the digital version of the game free from adventure.game. Merely Roleplayers is a foggy outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on! Can you put that clap on when you start?